Welcome to the Geekstrom Podcast, a podcast that literally only seems to run if there's a Star Wars movie or a Game of Thrones episode. We did get a trailer for the upcoming Star Wars, but we're here to talk about Game of Thrones today. So with me, as always, my intrepid Game of Thrones maester is Anthony. Hello. And it's just two of us today, but don't worry, we're going to have plenty of content for you because we got oh, some yeah. thoughts. We got some oh, yeah. thoughts and feelings. Yeah, we don't we don't need a third because I'll talk <laughs> over them. So this is going to be great. Right. This is going to make editing a lot easier for me. So, you know, when you only have two tracks and basically it's just going to be me going mm-hmm, 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 to Anthony the entire time. It's, it's good. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got my Red Bull. I'm ready to go. <laughs> like, let's go. All right. So we just had the season eight premiere. Uh, this would be two days ago as a recording. It's been about 20 months, not since the last podcast, <laughs> even though it feels like it, but since the uh, last episode. And there's plenty of time to speculate, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of time to complain. I think a lot of people rank season seven pretty, pretty low on their lists of all the seasons. How would you, and what's your postmortem on season seven? Um, better than five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe better than six. Uh, not as good as like the first three or four. Yeah, I think three is my number one. Uh, season three is probably... Yeah, my three, fave. three and four is not just us. Like it's like kind of the high point I think yeah. in the series. Like even though four kind of started was like when they began to depart from the books, right? So like I feel bad saying it, but yeah, HBO was kind of like okay, well, like guess we don't have anything to work with, and then <laughs> what they came right. up with just wasn't as good. Still love it though. Yeah, uh, and yeah, four was huge. I mean, four. Uh, the first time we actually get to physically see the Night King, um, we get a lot of stuff in Essos. You know, we, we get the patricide and you know the Viper in the Mountain. That's four is a it's a it's a big ass season. That's I think that that's at the end of that season is when Arya heads east. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was going to Bravos at the end. Yeah, like that was kind of the season where there were a lot of high points too. Like like mm-hmm. again, like Joffrey died. Yep. Yeah, like that. That was like a packed season, I think, for everything. J- uh, Jamie and um, Jamie had already lost his hand by that point. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he had a gold like, one. Yeah, but then um, <laughs> like Brienne, Brienne got the sword and she went off on her thing. Yeah, her and the yeah. her and the mountain threw down. Yeah. Not the, the mountain. The, the, sorry, hound, the yeah. hound. Yeah. One of those Cleganes. But yeah, so I mean, it's been you know, I think overall been pretty great to this point i think more more high points than low points overall but you know so that it's a lot to live up to and they've been traditionally pretty good at opening a season just like really quick what was your impression of the first episode um it very much reminded me of the very first episode yes like i just got the vibe right away when it opens, like, uh, I think it was the little little Ned Umber, which, yep. another Ned who dies, unfortunately. <laughs> we'll get to him later. Right. But, um, like, it, it opens with, like, people, you know, kind of flocking to see this army from the south riding in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought it was really cool how, um, like, Arya looked at uh, Gendry and, uh, you know, it was, like, in the first uh, episode when... 
Sansa looked at Joffrey, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, look, another Stark girl is infatuated with a Baratheon boy. <laughs> like, like, that was cool. And then, you know, you had the king and queen coming in, and, uh, you know, and apparently we learned uh, that Winterfell is kind of racist. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, definitely, I mean, we're, we're going to get into this for sure. But, oh, yeah, um, yeah. The, uh, the, the first episode was meme heavy, joke heavy. Uh, there was a Twitter, you know, Twitter and Game of Thrones might be, uh, the perfect marriage, the perfect pairing of uh social media platform and oh, TV show, yeah. uh, because there's been, you know, a lot of creativity in like the past 48 hours, just based off of, you know, one hour. Yeah. The memes TV. have been churning out. Like yes. the, the meme turnout from one episode of Game of Thrones is just remarkable. Phenomenal. Yep. Um, but yeah, you actually hit on a really, really good point that there is a lot of mirror imagery, um, between the very first episode. Um, yeah, even the music. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sure that everything was intentional, but I mean, like, um, I don't think they remastered or anything. Like, I think that was like the same exact track that they used to (laughs) when Robert showed up and Bran was like looking over. And then, like, again, you've got Bran looking over and seeing everyone. <laughs> right. Except he's, you know, in a more confined state. Right. And uh, he literally has no time for anyone's bullshit. He's just like, hey, yeah. great. You know, it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> shit's <I> happening. <laughs> yeah, There's a like... zombie dragon. The wall has fallen. You know, we don't really have time for all these pleasantries. Yeah, which, like, I, I was kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm cool with Because Bran gets a lot of hate. And I yes, I feel bad because he's weird and I get it. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, okay, whatever. He's a god now. But, like, I think, I, I mean, I think he was kind of saying what we all were thinking. And right. there's a lot of that this episode, too. Like, Oh, yeah. We see that again with war elephants and all that. Yes. But um, we'll get to that. But, for sure yeah another well, another very memeable uh uh moment there yeah i think um, i saw like 10 memes of like cersei looking at dumbo yes like within within like 10 minutes of like the oh, episode yeah. ending the rapper guy the canadian what's what can it drake, oh, drake there you yeah. go yes the drake meme that's that's good that that's yeah. gonna that's gonna uh endear us to the kids that i couldn't remember drake's name um oh god i didn't even think of drake i, I was gonna say <laughs> between oh. between that one and the um uh if you uh want a whore buyer uh if you want a queen oh you have to god. earn it yeah like and, that and then i i had to roll my eyes at that because like like it's a good line and i, yeah. I won't i won't deny that but and then five also, minutes later yeah it's, but that's like a, a line that i would expect from like a 47 year old alcoholic aunt to post yes. on facebook with like a minion meme underneath yes post-divorce yeah you know has one of those uh those gigantic wine glasses that says uh the doctor says that one glass of wine a day is fine <laughs> and it's like an entire Jug, barrel yeah. And, yeah and then yeah or like and she's got like uh pictures of like her and her dog like the only man i need <laughs> like that's like what i'm that's four of. legs yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I I totally yeah I totally agree. Um, it's funny. It's like there's you know we did have that moment with with Euron and you know we got a little bit of the uh, the Golden Company stuff, but for the most part this was a a huge and you know not unlike the very first episode, but it was a huge 
Winterfell, the North episode. And, you know, it kind of, it's, it's very clear, especially with the impending war and everything that, uh, you know, we're going to be spending a lot of time in, in and around Winterfell, but it just kind of reinforced I, that. I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, at least early on. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I think everyone's kind of hyping up episode three to be like the battle. Yeah. Which it seems to be that way, but we're getting ahead here. Yeah. Um, but definitely, like, even next episode is going to be a lot of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess a good place to start, then, um, with Winterfell is we've obviously got uh, a new queen in town, um, which has, you know, sparked a lot of drama within and outside of the show. Uh, so being uh, a a bender of the knee to the White Queen, I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, and defend her. Uh, I won't really be taking a counterpoint. I'll just be representing. No, no, no. Uh, go, go ahead. We can. We can <laughs> no, um, I think Daenerys. I think she's gonna do fine. I know, like, I think some of the actors in the beginning of, like, you know, when they were building up the hype, they were like, "Oh, Sansa and Daenerys are gonna hate each other," and I'm like, "Well, no shit." But <laughs> you know, I, was like, I don't think like that's gonna blow over quick. Um, right. Same with even, like, the Sam drama that pops up later, like, mm-hmm. I, and, and I feel like they're just kind of having that there because they need it, but they're moving right along, so. Yeah, well, not unlike the uh, the Sansa and Arya, um, like, half an episode. Yeah, uh, like, we, we, yeah, like we knew that wasn't going to amount to anything, and right. it didn't. I mean, it would, it would be strange for them to just be, like, 100% cool. With John being gone for you know like two weeks, and then he comes back, and they have a brand new queen. I mean, if they were just like, oh yeah, sure, you know, oh yeah, bunk no, with like, us. Um, and and I think, like, I'm gonna be saying this a lot, but if they had more time, like, they could really oh, yeah. you know flesh that out. Mm-hmm. But like, um, you know, even even some of the things that should be questioned aren't though. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're questioning, like, oh, who, you know, you come here with Daenerys, blah, 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 blah. But, like, no one really asked John like, about the whole knife to the heart thing, but everyone seems to know about it. Right. And, like, I'm curious, like, I wondered this last season, too, like, the Northmen, like, I mean, most people in Westeros in general are very superstitious, and mm-hmm. if you were like, oh, I died, and now I'm here... Right. They don't, they'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I doubt that it would be, uh, you know, like, some kind of savior aspect or seeing someone as a god. I, you know, I always go back to the uh, torment line. There's no way a god would have that small a pecker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, you know, it's true. It's just like, maybe, maybe in Essos, maybe, you know, hundreds, you know, centuries ago or something like that. But I would think modern day... I mean, the whole, like, one of the biggest plots and one of the dumbest decisions made in the last season was flying to get a White Walker oh, to bring, yeah, yeah, you know, awful. you know, as as a method to go, yo, you know, there is, like, the living dead and stuff like that. So if you're like, oh, and just so you guys know, I died too, but I'm back. I'm not one of them, but I am, you know, returned from the grave. And it's like, oh, cool, and then murdered. Yeah, I mean, maybe, like, they're not as freaked out by it, because, like, in the Riverlands, like, there's talk of Beric Dondarrion, who died six times, and yep. 
you know, so maybe they're kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. But, I mean, you got to realize, like, in the world that George kind of wrote, women in general are, you know, treated with suspicion. Any woman in power is suspicious. So, Mm -hmm. like, in in Fire and Blood uh, that came out in, I think, November, pretty much every powerful woman was either a sorceress, a witch, or, Mm -hmm. like, she controlled something, and it's kind of annoying. Or they died in childbirth. Right. Yeah, they died giving birth. But, so, I mean, John showing up with a dragon queen who looks amazing in white, by the way. She, yes. Wow. But um, showing up <laughs> with her and then flying off and banging at a waterfall and then just, like, kind of defending her all the time, you know, that's going to, you know, raise suspicions and all that. Yeah. And I think Liana, who I actually thought would like her, like, go, before the show started, I was like, oh, Liana and Ari are going to love Daenerys. But I was right. like, oh, okay, I'm wrong. Well, and I, I guess the the one thing that you know th- our theorizing and our kind of uh, takes on all this stuff is one hundred percent based on an hour's worth of TV. You yeah. know, like the very first one where, like like Anthony said, there we do not have a lot of time, so a lot of the uh, relationships, a lot of the uh, tension and like dramatic buildup is going to be put on fast forward. So, you know, this isn't another three and a half seasons in Essos type situation where we can grow with a character. This is like we got maybe one and a half to two episodes of character development to have with like almost 15 new pairings of people. Uh, And that's going to be a tough look. And I, I, you know, I think the strong young ladies in Winterfell are going to come around eventually based off of like, you know, action not presence so this might be like a you know whoever's still around after the batter battle of winterfell or you know whatever they end up calling it you know all that stuff will probably be like oh cool we're all cool now because we all saved each other and let's go fuck up cersei now or whatever but it is t- it was tough especially i don't know if i got enough of a read off of uh aria's reactions to danny to have a real opinion there but almost everyone else was it's clear that's just like nah no yeah i think i mean maybe it's just like wishful thinking but i think Arya kind of is amazed by her oh yeah um you know like i mean the way she saw the dragons is like yeah shit that was all well even even sansa right like right at the beginning but then like it, it was like you know this is the girl that we met that was like you know fairy tales and princes and princesses and living happily ever after and all stuff like that and you know she clearly has moved on from that way of thinking in any way whatsoever so it's almost like she saw the dragons and for a second was like transported back to that time which is it makes a lot of sense when it's mirrored against the first episode but like that was gone like you could tell that the tactician in her the resource management portion of her brain went how the hell are we going to feed those things yeah, which um, they they kind of had like a funny line where not the not the one where Daenerys is like they eat whatever they want, but right, which I, I loved. But yes. it was like when when the um, Blood Riders came up to Daenerys and she was like, "How many?" and they were like, 14 goats or whatever." <laughs> yeah, and I, I was like, "Oh, is that like what they were hunting?" And right. 
then they were like, she was like, oh, they're not eating it. I was like, oh, the dragons. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's what they're eating. Holy shit. Well, yeah, that was like 14 goats and, you know, 13 cows or something like that. And then she said, <laughs> they're not eating. I'm like, what? I was, yeah. I was like, dude, that's a lot of food. But, I mean, but they are to be like fair, dragons, like, yeah. they're, I mean, they're massive. As is like thinking about how they were like forearm sized when they first popped out of the flames to yeah, them know, being like, like, you know, private airplane size or probably bigger. It's just it's pretty nuts. I mean, in a it, way, the dragons kind of grew as characters more than, you know, some people. I'm not going to name names. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to them later. Throw that shade. Yeah. Uh, broad, yeah. But. Ah, I love him, but he is one note in one note alone. Yeah, he's just there to be funny, which yeah. I get. I'm okay with. I like. Yeah. Um, but let's stay in Winterfell for a sec because yeah. I, I just realized I think they handled a lot of the reunions pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Do you have a fave. I mean, come on, Arya. Okay, just <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things where it's like it's the clear answer. It's the you know to be. To be quite blunt, it is the correct answer, but you know you want to leave space for people to to flex their opinions. But if you didn't, if you hadn't said uh, John and Arya, might have been like uh, might have been a little. little no, bummed. I mean, what was I gonna say? Tyrion and Sansa, which that was okay, but they, like there was well, like a lot to be desired. But I get it. Yeah, you have to move along. I did like her line though. Oh, the uh, the wedding had some high points to it. Oh no, the. Uh, oh. um, I used to think that you were the smartest man in the realm. Oh, yeah, that was... Yeah, dude, she was like... She's I mean, serving. I get it. She's, I get yeah. it. She has every right to. She should. But I was still like, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Give, give the man was, a break. Like, I mean, if Tyrion were, like... I mean, he's, like, whitewashed already enough. Mm-hmm. But, like, if he were a dick, he would be like, hey, you know, we're still married, Right. Right. And he'd be, and, he'd be I like, mean, oh, I'm Lord of Winterfell now, bitch. <laughs> he, he's literally, like, part of the reason that she's alive to begin with. But also, if you, like, you look at the entirety of the men that she's had in or around her life that, you know, aren't related to her, he's clearly the nicest one. Um, but, I mean, that's I know, really not saying a lot. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's a very it's a very low bar to clear. Uh, and I'm sure that there's a dwarf joke in there somewhere, but I'm going to dodge it. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I'm not going there. But they definitely went for a eunuch joke, like, right off the bat. So, I mean, gotta gotta love Tyrion. Yeah, and, I mean, I think the humor overall was used well enough. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was some episodes in, like, season five, where it was just joke after joke. And I'm like, all right, it's funny, but, you know, right. come on. Um, I think they did, like, a decent enough job here. Um, I don't know if they want Euron to be funny or not. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not working. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, I despise him. Yeah, he's he's a complete scumbag, and it's uh like in a you know Bron also scumbag, but you know, and we've also had many more seasons of him. Um, but it comes across in an endearing way. Uh, but this is just kind of like you know. That guy that's hitting on every single person at the bar type scummy. Yeah. He it's even dresses like that too, actually. Yes, with the <laughs> like, mutton chops and everything. Yeah. No, this guy's I like think... the lead singer of a Motorhead 
cover band. <laughs> I think Euron, like, he has, but he had potential to be a great, like, third act villain. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I mean, that's how he is in, in the books, but, like, mm-hmm. like, he shows up with, like, uh, a crew full of people with their tongues cut out, and he's got a horn that can bind dragons. And right. He's like, I'm gonna, you know, control the, like, he's got, like, all this crazy, like, eldritch Lovecraftian shit going on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, in the show, he's just, like, a regular, a regular, uh, you know, douchebag pirate. Right. Just, um, uh, you know, just another person that wants to be, you know, in power, just wants to be king. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, it's, it's always, you know, it's Westeros centric, Winterfell centric, all this stuff. So a lot of, you know, basically if it wasn't where Danny was in Essos, like if it was anywhere else, you know, we all know how screwed over Dorne got. Um, oh yeah. And there's actually a decent amount in the books. There's a decent amount of really good stuff going on in the Iron Islands, especially later in the series. But it just, you know, I know that they didn't have time, but it's almost like a maybe don't even go there type situation. Yeah, maybe find like, another way. I think I think I would have rather them cut it out completely. Right. Like either use like the resources or whatever they used for Iron Islands on Dorne. Or remove mm-hmm. Dorn and focus on one or the other, or just cut them both out. Right. Because um, it seems like ultimately all those plots are leading to nowhere. Right. It's basically just putting additional pawns on the chessboard between what remains of the Lannisters and you know the Starks, which is you know ultimately what this comes down to. Um, I know that Danny is is Queen of the Realm, uh, the Protector, and all that. Um, but I think if you were to ask the layman their synopsis of the entire show, it would be like just Starks versus Lannisters. And it's kind of, you know, kind of what it's going to, even considering that John, who is now a Stark, you know, in deed, if not name, is not even a Stark. Well, you know, as far as his father is concerned, all that. But, you know, it's just, if you were to ask someone, it's like, oh, Jon Snow, he's a Stark bastard, and he's fighting all the Lannisters, and whoever wins gets to be king. Woo! Uh, definitely a lot more nuanced than that, but that's what it boils down to for a lot of people. Um, yeah, which, I mean, I, I get, because, like, they're the main faces of the show. But, I mean, like, I do wish the show had done, like, a better job of showing all the other houses, like, as equal threats. Like, right. Like, when the Martell showed up, like, you know, I... I would, I would hope that, you know, the show would be like, okay, you know, they're here to fuck shit up, and right. to an extent they were, but, I mean, I think everyone kind of knew, like, all right, that's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And it didn't, for the most part. Yeah. I guess the only other, only other house, I mean, obviously the phrase, but, you know, that was such uh, a pivotal yeah. part of the destruction of the Starks that, you know, they, they were never not going to get story time and screen time but i feel like the boltons got a a good amount and a just amount of of attention but like that was again just because it was so close to the central plot you know like keeping theon around and using him as you know a method to further the stark story um and i get it but 
Yeah, but we are definitely far afield from our <laughs> yeah, first yeah, episode. We're getting, we're getting off. Yeah, yeah. This is so, what happens when you let me and Anthony talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah, don't do that anymore. Don't. So listen. I think before we went on that little tangent, you were, I, I felt like you were kind of building towards a reunion that you might have not been super impressed with or one that you were really happy about. Was either of those things coming up? Well, yeah. So, I mean, I was really happy with Ari and John. Um, because I think I think Maisie and uh, Kit are really great actors. So yes, and and I think like they they did a great job handling how like it would have been in you know my mind. Um, I think Arya and the Hound was a great reunion because yeah. it was like it summed up their relationship perfectly. Like they hate each other, but they still like there's like a mutual respect there. But neither of them care about small talk, right? And then um, the one I wasn't too fond of was uh i was thinking there would be one with Tyrion and bran but there wasn't Mm -hmm. and i was kind of mad because Tyrion was like he built bran a saddle to like ride on a horse and you know like he showed bran kindness that none of the other lannisters did um which i mean poor jamie but yeah yeah we'll get to him (laughs) Who, you know, especially, uh, you know, it's just going to be a lot of conversation about the mirroring of the first episode and this one, but just seeing, and I'm, sh- I don't know if it's just the nature of how things are or, you know, like it was an intentional, uh, change. I don't know if it's honestly just the filters that they're using, but if you look at him in the first episode and his hair is like, hey, it's so yeah it's like white right and now it now it's just brown it's yeah, just he just has brown hair i think uh, i don't know if that was in i mean i'm sure it's kind of like a conscious choice but right like i, I know like in the books they make it a point to mention that like his hair is whiter than everyone's right and that kind of feeds into the like oh maybe he's a secret targaryen like, right and then i think as the seasons progress they were just like yeah no we're not doing this anymore <laughs> yeah well spe- i guess this is an interesting interesting jump to make but we'll, we'll go for it because you know the secret targaryen thing um most people have a theory about Tyrion being you know a secret targaryen you know basically anything to do to differentiate him from his brother and sister and more specifically his father who clearly hated him from birth literally said at one point in the show you know you're only mine because i can't prove that you're not um and there is a lot of more book centric but there's a lot of uh background with uh uh the mad king and having dalliances um yeah with Tyrion's. yeah, yeah. The, the, the mad king was really into uh tywin's wife and mm-hmm. even if I don't know if it was so much that he liked her or that he just did it to spite Tywin because right. Tywin and him hated each other. Oh, yeah. So, um, I think, but I think, and so, like, the whole theory is that during one of the, the tourneys, um, like, the Mad King went and slept with Joanna or, you know, her rape. Right. Whatever he did. Um, and that was... That's why, like, Tyrion has mismatched, like, eyes, which are kind of a trait that Targaryens have. Right. Um, and also why she died in childbirth. Yeah. Which is very common among, you know, 
Targaryens. They kill their moms, whatever. Right. But I, I don't know. I feel like I never really bought into it. Yeah. Even though the show kind of hinted at it too, when Tyrion like freed the dragons from the right. the pit. But I still was kind of like, eh, no. I, I personally like the idea that Tyrion is Tywin's son. Right. Because I think it adds more to their actual horrible relationship. That's jumping ahead of the game here. Yeah. Well, so I mean, we have a like a collection of of theories. Um, you know, and what's what's interesting is I, I give a lot of credit to the fan base. You know, whether they be just book readers, you know, equally both, or just show fans. You know, there's a lot of people that have spent a lot of time and done a lot of work researching these things uh, and putting out some speculations that have you know, for the most part, come true. The obviously the uh, Rhaegar and Lyanna equals John. You know that whole thing. Um, yeah, you know, it, it was, that's been around since like ninety six. Yeah, like, so you know, it actually coming to fruition. I think made a lot of people really happy. Um, but there's a lot of stuff out there that you know has kind of yet to be. It may never actually be proven, disproven, or answered in any way whatsoever. Uh, so, you know, we've got, like, the, the prince that was promised. We've got the Nisa Nisa. We've got, I don't know, the Malancor. What is it? Valancor. Uh, oh, yeah. Prophecy. Cersei's going to get killed by a little yeah. brother. Right. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, so are there any in particular that you're fond of or think is going to happen or well, even just, like, theories that you have specifically? Oh, oh, I've got theories, but, um, <laughs> no, I think, um, going to, uh, I know you mentioned the Valencar, which for the three of you listening, um, <laughs> if you're not familiar with, it's basically, um, when Cersei meets, uh, the witch in the woods, Maggie, she's called, um, she pretty much tells her like, oh, after your kids are dead, um, the Valencar, which is Valerian for a little brother is going to choke you to death or in your sleep or something like that right but that line was omitted from the show right because i i I think i would have telegraphed it a little bit too much um yeah if they had to put that in there that leads me to think either jamie is gonna kill her which Mm -hmm. i'm i'm all for um what would be the scenario that would make you the most happy that is like the inciting uh reason for him actually murdering her uh, to me, it's Brienne centric. Oh, like she's gonna have the mountain kill Brienne or, or something like that. Yeah, or, or even you know, like you know, when she eventually you know either sends her forces north or they you know meet on the battlefield somewhere in the Riverlands or something like that. You know, uh, yeah, Brienne dies, and then he you know the only person that he can blame is Cersei, so he somehow murders her. But yeah, what yeah, about you? Um. You know, so I don't quite know because she's done so many horrible things that I think <laughs> death by strangulation right. is like, no matter what she's done, she's going to deserve it. Right. Um, Lena is an amazing actress, though, so I hope she stays until the very, very end. Right. She's just brilliant. But uh, I don't know. So I've, I've got this theory that she, Jamie might not kill her. Mm-hmm. And they omitted that line from the show because they want to have Arya do it as Jamie. Right. Like they're gonna have Yeah, like like um Jamie's gonna choke her when it's like Arya's wearing his face. 
Um, and Cersei's gonna realize that, like, oh wait, she's choking. He's choking me with two hands. Yes. Yeah. And like that'll be like the tell, but. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I I don't know because I feel like Jamie killing her it would be a great ending for Jamie because right. he killed both the king and a queen mm-hmm. and a kin. So like yeah. it, would, it would just right. be like the worst. But we all know that Jamie's not a bad yeah. guy. So like yeah, in typical like bittersweet fashion like. Everyone in Westeros will be like, Jamie was a shithead, and everyone will be like, wait, no, no, he's not. But, right. Like, right. That, that would be great. Um, and, you know, that I think that would definitely fit the uh, George George's uh, vision of how, you know, this very twisted uh, fantasy kind of plays out. There's a lot of uh, setting things up and subverting them or completely going in a totally different direction, um, which makes me wonder, you're... If it would happen, you would be more likely to think it would be Jamie than Tyrion. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Tyrion's gonna kill his sister. I don't think he'd get a shot to. In all no. honesty, I think that it w- the, the idea that he would get close enough to strangle her. If we're going, well, just sticking with that, that that would never happen. And I even think that I know that he, you know, he murdered Shay. But he had like I don't know, and I never actually really remembered what it was. If like it was a blanket or whatever it was in the show that he ends up strangling her with. Oh, I think it um, was um the like chain. a necklace. Yeah, it was like a necklace, yeah. but it had like the hand of the king like around it. Uh, right, right, right. So yeah, yeah. Like, it was kind of poetic that way. But yeah, um, I, th- I think Cersei could take Tyrion if it came to you know close quarters combat. Yeah, definitely, and I mean she's still got the mountain, but very true. Um, I feel like, and I, I don't know, I haven't really fleshed this out, but what if Cersei ends up saving King's Landing? Because she's not going north, and she's marshalling right. all of her forces, like, at King's Landing. So, right. I mean, imagine, like, the Northmen are in, the Northerners are fleeing, mm-hmm. and instead of, like, you know, attacking, you know, the Starks or whatever, you know, all of her troops are like, oh shit, we should kill the zombies, and they do that. Right. And plus, Cersei's got wildfire. Um, right. And, yeah, I mean, assuming one of the dragons is still, like, kicking. Yeah. I feel like we're going to lose one. Um, yeah. But, like, they could probably, you know, give them a chance. But, and then, like, Cersei would become the celebrated hero for like, right. saving the day. Right. But yeah, I don't... After, you know, blowing up the Sept and everything, she somehow manages to you know yeah to be I mean, a hero well yeah like they're gonna dismiss them like oh the septa baylor was an inside job and they're just gonna <laughs> dismiss that and be like oh no why would she do that when she saved the city are you saying that uh there's no way that jet fuel could have blown up uh the septa baylor yeah no not a shot not a shot <laughs> um yeah it would be interesting i'm really i mean i think even more so interested because there wasn't nothing, no part of it was telegraphed um, when we were in King's Landing. You know, it was just kind of like, yeah, she's got the Golden Company. Yeah, she's got Euron. Yeah, she's got all of the Lannister forces and everything. But, and we know that she's not sending anyone north. But what does that mean that she's going to do? And she, I, we know she's pissed that she doesn't have elephants. So, yeah, like, <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's definitely interesting. Um, going from that, like, we, you know, we have the, 
as our high we have the you know the prince who was promised so you know i think most people are convinced that that you know just by the most strictest reading of the prophecy itself that it's john um and john now you know being revealed as the you know targaryen that he is is literally a song of ice and fire um do you have any reason to believe that a this will be something that they actually reflect in the show in any way in any meaningful way or b that it's not john i feel like i mean it, all signs point to it being john mm-hmm. um and then like there's a theory that uh he's gonna have Lightbringer by like killing daenerys with it oh i hate that part no, no i i, I yeah. kind of i was like in I, at first it was kind of like yeah that sounds about right right you know but the more i think about it the more i'm like no that's not how daenerys is gonna die right she's not gonna be killed by john willingly right like, and she's definitely not gonna i mean there are, i think there are a lot of things she would sacrifice herself for uh but taking a sword to the chest uh you know, willingly, I don't see that happening at all. That doesn't, it doesn't really fit the story and B, it does not fit her characterization at all. No. And, um, which brings up, uh, the part where Sam, who brilliant acting, by the way, again, um, yes. where he told John the reveal, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. I feel like maybe they could have, I don't want to say done it better, but mm-hmm. I think because I mean we all kind of knew, and I think John handled it pretty much exactly as I thought he would handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think having there there had to be a reason why Bran was like, "Oh no, you're gonna tell him now!" Like just yeah. after he found out about his parents mm-hmm. or his, his dad. Um, and I think I think Daenerys handled that very poorly. By the way. <laughs> yeah i think that she she definitely thought she was doing the right thing she's like let me not you know like keep any secrets from these uh these northerners here and she's like yeah you know being honest honesty is the best policy and then it blew up immediately yeah which is like funny because she got mad at john for being honest last season Mm -hmm. and she was like you could lie you know but um (laughs) no but i think like if she had said like oh he you know, your father and your, your brother died in battle. Like that would yeah. have been, and then like, we all would have known like, Oh shit, that's going to be, you know, bad when he finds out the truth. Right. So like, that would have been a nice little, but I mean, at the same time, we've got like five hours. So. Right. You know, uh, um, real quick before I forget, um, I got to ask you because this was something that I legitimately was scared about for about, oh God. Um, I don't know, 10 seconds. Uh, there was, I had a real inkling that John was going to straight up stab Sam through the chest, uh, not because of being told or not because, you know, he was tattling on his new girlfriend, but when he, you know, inadvertently called, uh, Ned a liar. Oh, I know. I thought, I didn't think he was going to like stab him, but I was like, I was, dude, I was scared. I was like. This can't, no, don't do, you know, like, even punching him in the face, I would have been like, oh, hell, what? I mean, I I was kind of expecting him to, like, grab him by the, like, collar, but I think that also shows, like, how much John has grown, because, like, looking back at at season one, when he was, like, training in the courtyard, 
Mm -hmm. he was kind of a dick to everyone and then he was like why is everyone mean to me you never right yeah so like he's come a long way um also i think sidebar um it was really nice how um when john went off to the wall ned was like oh the next time i see you i'll tell you about your mother yeah and then he's in the crypt with sam visiting ned when he finds out it was very clever yeah and um also it kind of reminds me of the first season where robert and ned are in the cribs and you've got kind Mm -hmm. of like the fat guy who's like sam (laughs) and he's like you're you're gonna be king or like you're gonna be in and like ned is like i'm not worthy of the honor Mm -hmm. and then uh john is like i'm not worthy of being king right so like a lot of interesting callbacks and they both talk about liana yep so yeah it's definitely there's a lot of powerful imagery there um and i I really i really think uh what's the guy's name that plays sam i always forget his name oh um john bradley west yeah he you know like i you know because there are some people that are just you know hashtag mean on the internet all the time so i saw this a couple times and made me really upset uh but basically you know people were saying oh it's not acting if you're just wiggling your chin uh when he was you know and i was just like fuck off off. but (laughs) uh he did such a great job handling that information like you know trying to contain himself and you know keep from openly weeping in front of this new powerful queen and you know jorah who is his old pal at this point uh it's just yeah i think it i thought it was really really brilliant and it was definitely a scene that kind of ended up being a lot more emotional than maybe they'd even planned um because it was almost sprung on us the way it was sprung on the characters so i really thought that 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 worked really well yeah and i think i think john bradley does a great job acting with his eyes too and um i say that about like amelia and Maisie and uh Mm. like lena like like his expressions are really great and i think i think sam does a great i think sam is just amazing and i feel bad that i have to hate him now but <laughs> right. dude he's gonna be a snitch okay yeah <laughs> he's gonna be like he's gonna go up to sansa he's gonna be like oh hey by the way you know that dragon queen you don't like <laughs> well and then on top yeah. of that yeah like he's just gonna be causing trouble i mean he's done it before he did it yes. at the wall to get john elected yep he's a he's like um he's like a whip and yeah. uh it's 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 yeah but i mean i definitely think that they they definitely wanted to hold off the I almost feel like they're gonna have the next episode have a conversation between John and Danny, not only about, you know, the line of succession, but basically like them kind of you know basically tiptoeing around this idea that they are, you know, blood relatives and everything. Um so I, yeah, I think I don't, I don't know how that's gonna be like how how yeah. are they gonna take that like Hey, aunt, guess what yes. I did? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting. And I think, again, it's one of those things that I'm worried about with there being so little time, uh, especially when, you know, this is action, action town is coming and not like oh, yeah. the kind of action that they've been experiencing up to this point. But, you know, I, I think that I hope that they let it breathe a little bit. And I know that we're going to have some episodes that are going to be longer. So hopefully there'll be some time there for exposition and whatnot but i mean i think yeah. if there's gonna be any exposition next episode's gonna be that that's gonna be the one right where they 
Because, I mean, they've already showed that Jamie is there. There's going to be a lot of yeah. hashing out they have to do. Well, you know, and not to immediately jump off of that topic, but, you know, with Jamie showing up and Tyrion already being there, and I know that, you know, Tyrion is there and, you know, probably looks way different than anyone has, you know, remembered him as. He's still a dwarf, however. Uh, so that's, you know, you don't see yeah. too many of those. <laughs> um, but the fact that he's, like, openly walking around Winterfell without, like, you know, having people bump into him or something. I know that he's staying up on the ramparts and hanging out with Varys and Davos and everything, but between him being there and Jamie now being there, who, again, might not look the way that people remember him, but still is a Lannister in Winterfell. It's just, you know, it's it's yeah. interesting to think that they will just be kind of freely walking around, you know. I kind of, I kind of, I had that thought too, where like Tyrion was kind of waddling around and I was like, how has no one shanked him yet? Right. I mean, you know. I get that maybe they don't want, maybe like they're afraid like of doing it because Daenerys is there with her dragons. Right. So, and I mean, Jamie, uh, when he shows up, he's like incognito. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, he takes so much off. so that I yeah. thought that he was already Braun. I thought we were having another fast travel situation. I'm like, there. How did Braun get all the way up to the north already? I was no, expecting. No, but, but Braun will be there next episode. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah, for sure. Um, moving forward to kind of maybe not the most important as far as like people are concerned but as far as like the narrative of the show and the i don't know the eventual end point for this story whether it be in the books or in the show is kind of the question of do we think that bran is the night king uh no i also think no uh and i don't know if it's that i think no it's that i hope it's no uh, I'm there is afraid. a lot of com- there is a lot of compelling evidence for it to be the case, um, but I really hope that it's not the case. So, what are your thoughts, feelings, concerns? So, if you had asked me this like two years ago, I would have been all mm-hmm. on board with it, right? But the more I think about it, the more I don't want it to be the case because I don't want. I feel like it might end up being this way, but I don't really want time travel to really be an issue right um i do think the night king has motives besides killing everyone and yeah, i think it's gonna, sure. i think brian is going to be the vehicle to uh give that exposition because i don't think the night king is going to talk at all right so i think like you need brand to kind of translate for him basically yes or ex- explain it in some way maybe you know, from his, you know, many eyed vantage point has kind of a, an outside take on why this is all happening. And it's difficult, you know, to kind of think of there being a intelligent sentience because clearly these, these white walkers specifically have agency, you know, they, you know, they're changing, they're intentionally changing specific creatures, these, these babies, which I'm assuming is so that they can be controlled um into white walkers uh but there are you know there's just a mindless aggressive army of the dead as well alongside them so it's one of those things where it's like kind of justifying the two against each other having this you know un innumerable unstoppable force 
at your command, but then also having maybe non-destructive motives uh, as like from the top down would be something that would be difficult, particularly with a uh, a mute antagonist. Yeah, like I mean, they they clearly have a motive, um, and I think they have. There's some um, like theories that go like from to book one and even like the first episode, I guess, but more so with the book where like they kind of assume that uh, Waymar Royce, who is the very first ranger that we see, the young guy who's like, mm-hmm. do the dead frighten you? Like he's kind of a dick. Right. Um, like they, they see him and they probably think, oh, this might be John because he's, got like he's young good looking all in mm-hmm. black like he's riding like a lordly horse mm-hmm. and the, the theory is that like they're looking specifically for john right and then like when they when they meet waymar like they like laugh at him i don't in the show they they don't really do that but like in the right. books like they literally just make fun of him and when he pulls out his sword they kind of look at it and they're like yeah no like you're gonna yeah. get fucked up right. so like they know that it's not him uh, and I think there's like the theory that John has to become the next Night King. Hmm. Which I mean, I don't know how that would be like. I don't know how Bran would be able to talk about that without sounding stupid. But right. like, I guess like John would have to undergo the same ritual, or mm-hmm. John's son with Daenerys would have to. Right. And either for whatever reason to like bring back balance or something. Right. Cause so, you know, yeah. Winters are longer. There are dragons. Magic is back. Everything is in chaos. So. Right. So it's, you know, I, I think, you know, winter is coming. It's kind of, you know, like just a, for most people it's a catchphrase. Um, and so this idea of these extended, uh, seasons is kind of as as a like a narrative element is kind of lost on most folks because it doesn't it doesn't really mean anything, uh, but you know, going into the history of the books more so, it's kind of an idea that that whole issue started with the creation of the White Walkers, well, yeah. the first Night King, and so this cycle, especially you know the Long Night and. It, the one you know everyone's like this winter should is going to be the longest one you know in a millennia and all the stuff like that it's just like ideally the destruction of the white walkers wholesale is the you know rebalancing of the seasons you know it's just like maybe we'll have you know a quarter of the year is only winter instead of eight years in a row or something like that um and obviously that's not the main motivation <laughs> to get no. you know, shorter <laughs> winners or anything like that but i mean it'll help but yeah for sure you know it's like it makes vacationing a lot easier uh unless you just live in dorn which is like the cool parts of florida so then you don't have to worry about it at all um but you know it's like i like that as a motivating factor that possibly you know it's either like all winter all the time as a motivation versus you know like getting to a place where it's either hey it's either going to be all winter all the time or it's back to the way it was before the white walkers even existed um maybe there's like a crossover between you know the prince who was promised you know like being able to you know if if they follow the same ritual with this you know prince 
maybe that undoes the damage that was done originally. Um, I mean, as far as we know, maybe there's not, in the, at least in show world, not any more Children of the Forest. All the ones that we've ever seen are all gone. Um, but they were the ones that created the first White Walker, so they would probably have the knowledge, I would assume, but if they had it, then Bran theoretically has it. Yeah. So Unless it's, Bran is the original White Walker. Yes, <laughs> and it's... But I don't know. Well, and, you know, it's like you were saying with time travel and everything, like, you know, between him and the Three-Eyed Raven, particularly in the show, there was this idea that, you know, what what do they say? The ink is dry. You can't go back and change the past. But if the thing already happened in the past and you affected it, that means that it has to it has to happen in the future. Like, so you when like when they were telling Bran to make Hodor block the door. And that looped back around on itself, creating the Hodor that couldn't talk. At what was his name again? Before, uh, well, well, I, well, I think I think it was Walder in the book, but it was something else in the show. Right, because they didn't want too many Walders in the yeah, show. Yeah, uh, but too many you know, is, one is W. Yeah, old W. Um, you know, he used to be able to talk. You know, and they and they say that in the show. It's like I saw you used to be able to talk. What happened? And then literally, he had he had to do it, but he had to do it because it had already happened. So that idea of like a, you know, almost like a, I guess it's kind of back to future, back to the future-ish, where it's like these things have already happened because the person from the future has already gone back and done it in the past, kind of leaves room for an idea where, yeah, the Night King is also another person. Is it necessarily Bran? I don't know. I kind of hope not, um, because it's also weird to double down on the strangeness of his character and it's like oh he's strange because he's evil or he's like a sign yeah, of the I ultimate mean, evil he kind of like does a lot of evil things though i mean again this is oh, yeah. more so more so in in like a dance with dragons like it's implied that he's eating jojen like he doesn't yes. realize that but yeah. <laughs> jojen paste yeah 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 it. so again for the three of you who haven't read uh, the theory is that Jojen becomes more fatalistic as they enter the cave, and he knows he's gonna die. And Bran eats weirwood sap, which is like, looks like it's got blood in it. And so the theory is that the children killed him and turned him into paste, and <laughs> Bran ate it. <laughs> which, I mean, it, I'm I kind of I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, but I mean, also weirwoods are designed to be like they, they're written to look like they have bloody roots right but also i mean there are in i think the world of ice and fire they talk about how originally like the children and the old gods and all of that would do human sacrifice and paint oh, the yeah. trees with blood and they'd hang organs and shit from the branches so i don't know maybe these old gods are bad news bears i don't know <laughs> right but <laughs> Right. Um, I don't. I think Bran. Bran being a villain, I, I I don't know. I think Bran Stark, no, Three Eyed Raven, probably. Right. But It'll he, be interesting to see how they they reconcile it because it definitely between what the Three Eyed Raven says and what he represents in the show, and what Bran has become. Uh, I guess you know if you were to ask. The person that is inside of Bran's body right now, if Bran's still around, he'd be like, nah, Bran's dead, I'm the Three-Eyed Raven. Which is like, alright, cool, good flex, homie, I get it, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
you know, just this idea of these almost stewards of a timeline that are kind of all at once, you know, throughout it and experiencing it on an individual basis, but also maintaining it um, allows for there to be kind of a, you know, scientific slash supernatural aspect to the show that is really only what you let it be. You know, like the type of thing where, yeah, you can have an exposition dump by Bran at some point where he's explaining stuff, but that it's just like, if you get the whoever is the Night King or the Night King was this dude and that's what he did, I think that'll be enough for most people. Yeah, like, I don't I don't think they need to know, like, they don't need to know, oh, well, Bloodraven uh, was a Targaryen bastard born under <laughs> Melissa Blackwood who went north of the Wall and became the Three-Eyed Raven. Like, right. they don't need to know that shit. I mean, it's great, and you should, but, like, I mean... <laughs> read the books. Yeah, do it. They're not finished yet, so read that. Yes, yes. Uh, been waiting what like nine years now for Winter yeah it's, Winter? anyway I, I remember tearing through it thinking i gotta get ready for this next one and yeah no here we are <laughs> it, it, it'll be well i don't know i feel yeah. like it'll come out this year but maybe i'm hoping that yeah. there's been like you know like very much like a let me let them get done with their stuff and then i can you know start my thing back up you know maybe there's been a lot more of it have been work on uh and it's just like a behind the scenes thing and he's just holding off. I, and that's just me hoping beyond hope because, you know, after the show is done, not that I can't just sit and binge back through all of it again, but you know, I, I want to live in that world still. It's, no, there, it's there, there's going to be a lot of drop off. I think after yeah. the show, um, because like, you're going to get people that are like, well, I don't need to read them. I know how it ends. And right. then you're going to get the people who genuinely enjoyed the books that are like, I'm going to buy it no matter what. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, maybe it is like a marketing ploy by George, but <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I mean, maybe, but or he'll probably drop it before the the spinoff, whenever that is. Right, right. Which is definitely uh, uh, something we'll get into on another podcast for sure. Yeah, because yeah. that that's a whole other that's a lot of stuff topic I can um, delve into. So uh, that's kind of the theories section. Um, so let's kind of move into predictions and we'll, we'll just stick with one. Cause I mean, we're going to try and do one of these for every single episode this season. <laughs> yeah. um, but going forward, like kind of projecting towards the end, do you have an inkling for how, let's say rulership uh, will exist at the end of episode six for, for this season? Uh, in terms of the Iron Throne, I think it's yes. gonna yeah Iron no, Throne whether it even exists you know if yeah exactly I mean if the White Walkers were to destroy the throne then that's pretty much game over mm-hmm. um I feel like I, I don't know, I feel like George is too much of like a of like a common like liberal kind of dude who he doesn't like feudalistic monarchies right and, he, and Daenerys talks about it too which kind of chaps my ass a bit because <laughs> she's <laughs> like i'm gonna break the wheel i'm like all right mm-hmm. but you want to be queen so right. i don't get what you're doing but um i don't know i think either i don't think john is gonna sit on the throne i think either Daenerys is gonna inherit the throne or and make a be a just fair ruler but that's way too way too lord of the rings ending for, for right. george yeah um i feel like 
there is going to be a bittersweet endgame. And I don't know if it necessarily has to mean that John and Daenerys have to die. Right. Like, maybe Daenerys can rule and John will stay at the wall so they can't be in love. <laughs> or maybe, like, well, one of them's going to die. I don't know. I feel like John and Daenerys are both going to die, though. Oh, both of them? Yeah. I'm, I'm Interesting. Either, either they're going to die or John's going to be Night King. I feel like Sam asking, would Daenerys give up her crown for her people? Is like mm. hardcore foreshadowing, right? And I feel like she's gonna give up more than the crown. She's probably gonna give up her life. If she's gonna die, it's gonna be on her own, right? Like free will. Yeah, I can. But. Like, I mean, not that this needs to happen, and it, it clearly does not need to happen. But I could see her, like, you know, leading the charge on the back of Drogon, and maybe like getting into a kerfuffle with the uh, the Night King on the back of uh, Ice Viserion uh yeah that would be a that'd be a sick thing to watch yeah and i I could see that you know because that would definitely be something where you know she's going out on her on her own of her own volition like you're saying and you know if she's going out trying to take out the biggest baddie with especially with the idea that if you take out the night king all the rest of them die immediately um you know seems like the type of if there would be a sacrifice play on her part that that would be it yeah but i don't I don't think the Night King is going to use his dragon right away either. And I think, right. like, I think Winterfell, like the big battle there, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be the full force of his army. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a, you know, splitting. Cause I mean, they've got, you know, plenty of people, plenty of, uh, zombos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they could I, definitely, you know, split it off and send, uh, some people south because i mean you know wherever they go winter comes with them so they're not it's not like oh it'll be too hot you know they can probably yeah. cross bodies of water and everything by just freezing it and all they're, that so they're probably gonna fuck up your own ships that's what's gonna happen yeah but yeah um, I, I i always like i like the the idea that uh um ugh, theon's sister is it asha uh asha in the books yara in the show yara in the show right oh man that's that's a i get nerd points for that uh um, yeah, uh she saying that you know the you know we would be safe on the iron islands it's just like for a no, little while probably you know no. maybe but they are ice literally ice it might take them a little while to get out there but they're gonna freeze that shit and get to you so I, not I only that it would be cool as fuck to see like a pirates of the caribbean sort of scene where like the, <laughs> all the dead that are underwater start crawling right. up on like the the like the walls and the spires and shit yeah i don't i don't think we're gonna see that but that right um all right so if we let's say that we take john and danny off the board as far as potential rulers of the people that are left, could you see anyone ruling, and would you be happy with any of them ruling? Um, Sansa is probably the realistic choice, right? Because she's already pretty much like doing everything, and they made it a point. I think in episode one too, actually, um, she says like, "Oh, like I want to be queen. I want it more than anything." And right. I mean, that would be one way to get it. <laughs> so, Very like, true. That would be a good, like, bittersweet ending. Like, yeah, Sansa's a queen. But look at <laughs> fucking everything that happened. Right. The sequence of events that had to happen for her to get here. Yeah, I think um, Arya is the one I'm most worried about. 
because she's as my far favorite. as like living. Yeah, she's my favorite, uh, and I don't well, yeah. want. I will riot, but um, <laughs> no, but I do think she's going to die, and I think Melisandre is going to bring her back, or Beric is going to bring her back. Interesting, because maybe it's wishful thinking, but they pretty much made her Lady Stoneheart, who. Again, all three of you listening. Whoa, the, yeah. Yeah, in the books, like, uh, Catelyn Stark is resurrected. Beric gives up his life to bring her back um, from Thoros. And she pretty much kills all, tries to kill all the Freys. Arya right. already did that. Yep. So, like, and she's kind of a stone-cold fuck-you killer. So, I well, think... yeah, and I think if you... I mean, obviously she didn't get killed at the Red Wedding, but, you know, her, the Arya that was, is gone and has been reborn. So it fits that narrative. Yeah. Like and she like became you said, no one. Yeah. And then. Uh, I, I hadn't thought about that, but I really like that, actually. That, yeah. And huh. Melisandre did tell her in season three, we will meet again. Yeah. And Melisandre also said that she, you know, her destiny is to die in Westeros. Yeah. So I think. Maybe and this is maybe me like hyping her up because I I like Melisandre too. Yeah. I'm thinking she she was banished if I remember, uh, from Winterfell, which we we know. And right. I was thinking, oh, she's gonna stay in the Riverlands and she's gonna run into them, and like a dead Arya is gonna be brought to her and she's gonna do something, or she fled to Essos and she's gonna bring a whole bunch of red priests back with her because. Hmm. It's not really talked about on the show, but the the Red Temple has like an army, right? And they're like slaves, but they're fire worshiping people who you know they shoot flaming arrows and have right. swords, and you kind of need that. So I feel like they're yeah. gonna kind of come in clutch during a during a battle because um, like they've that. pretty much already. I know Kinvara, I think her name was in yeah. Yeah, she pretty much said, like, oh, you're our Jesus, by the way. Right. And Daenerys is like, yeah, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> but, like, so I think, like, they're going to, like, she's going to have an army of zealots by her side, which will be fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. I, yeah. I, I, From you saying the bringing Arya back, I mean, I would not be surprised if that did happen, that, like, she immediately killed Melisandre. Like, you know, like, you know, found the sharpest thing close to her and just, you know, boom. Either that or Melisandre is going to die bringing her back. And bringing her back, yeah. Maybe. um, I I don't think it works that way. Mm Because, like, uh, Thoros brought Beric Dandarian back, like, six times. But, I mean, if the Lord of Light doesn't have any purpose for her after that, then who the fuck knows. But That's true. I mean, also, Melisandre, we found out, is a thousand years old, and I want to know <laughs> what they're going to do with that. Like, that has right. to do something. Oh, man. Okay, so... Uh, Any whoozle, yeah. <laughs> let's let's go through a, a couple things. Uh, rapid fire. Uh, Clegane Bowl. Think it's going to happen? It kind of has to. Right. I'll be mad do if you it think, doesn't. Do you think that they uh, knock each other out? Uh, the hound wins the hound wins with a with an assist from Arya, or you know a reanimated literal mountain of a man uh just so, wreaks havoc <laughs> i know this is rabbit fire but i kind of remember uh so sandor looked into the flames and he saw mm-hmm. whatever and he was horrified 
and then he saw his he when he met his brother again he didn't say like i'm coming for you or i'm gonna kill you he said you know what's coming right so i'm kind of curious as to like what that means but i feel like i feel like the hound is gonna kill the mountain by fire which would be you know that whole sense of irony on itself i think the hound is gonna die and i think Arya is gonna kill him too he he i don't know if she ever took him off the list so i mean it wouldn't, she didn't. wouldn't surprise and, me and uh i forgot who was someone on twitter like had posted like a, a clip of her saying like to the hound like someday i'm gonna like stick a sword through your eye and out the back of your skull and i was like right oh no <laughs> but i mean that you know that doesn't mean like that's what's gonna happen but Right, Clegane Bowl. I, I I expect in some way. Awesome. Uh, do you think that Cyril uh, Pharrell is still alive? No. You but I do does... think Go I do ahead. think the Faceless Men are gonna come back. So the idea that maybe Cyril and Jockin are the same person does not fly with you at all. I don't like that. I mean, I I get there's like strong evidence in favor of it. I just don't mm-hmm. like it. Um, I think it's it's think it's wishful thinking more than like an actual theory. Yeah, because I mean, if Sirio and Jacken were the same, like why wouldn't like Jacken have showed her Sirio's face, right? Like and done that. Like why did he have to be Jacken multiple times? Like even when right. she was in Bravos, he could have done it and been safe. But um, nice. I think. Cersei says uh, either to no, she says it to Kyburn, um, who tells Bronn when he's given the crossbow, like, oh, the queen has other plans for Daenerys, and I mean she's got gold, she's got an army, she's got unlimited resources. She is probably gonna hire a faceless man, right? And I'm thinking that faceless man is gonna be Jacken. Uh, and that would be like a cool like little reunion, even though it won't end well. But right, right. Like it would be All cool right. for Arya to like save Daenerys by killing Jacken. All right. Uh, uh, what what else do you? Um, do you? And this is more of like a. I, I've just barely scratched the surface of this as, a, <laughs> as a, even a concept. Um, but what do you know about the the Great Other? Um, oh, not a lot, actually. Okay, actually, like no, I... I I know a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> no. So, like, oh man, I'm I want to be as accessible to like show watchers as I right. can. Um. So, like, I hate. No, I'm sorry. In the books, uh, <laughs> in in the world of Ice and Fire, rather, um, there's there's a whole other kingdom called Yiti, which is basically China. There's Lang, there's, like, a shy by the Shadow. They all have these, like, in the Far East, and the Roinar, they all have the same story of, like, a great demon coming down, of, like, bringing darkness, and a hero of light saving them. Right. Um, and, like, there's one uh, in particular called the Bloodstone Emperor, who is basically, it's modeled after China, I think, UT, and it's, like, there's like the opal emperor the amethyst whatever and uh they then the bloodstone comes into power kills his sister takes over and he worships a black stone 
which I think is kind of like Dragonglass or like Obsidian. Mm -hmm. And then he brings down, like, he marries, like, a woman with, like, a a demon tail or a monkey tail or some shit. (laughs) And, like, he brings about demons. And I'm like, huh, what if that's John? And the woman he marries is Daenerys. And they bring about White Walkers, but... Right. I mean, they're not going to bring the White Walkers, but... Yeah. So another another thing that another... We talked about um, them in the Valancourt prophecy, them kind of keeping out the part of about the younger brother um in season one when uh danny was asking like you know when drogo would be uh would come back like when he would be normal again and you know she does her whole you know the sun uh sets or what is it that she says oh and it rises in the west and sets in the east and then like mountains crumble and yeah yeah i forgot about that and, but then she leaves off um, the part about her womb quickening, and they mentioned it a couple times in last season about like her saying, you know, telling John, you know, which was kind of funny and almost like very modern. Like, so you're saying you can't have a baby? And she's like, yes, I cannot. <laughs> uh, but like the reasoning behind that was never brought up. It just kind of started coming up, and it's almost one of those things where it's like if they're talking about it, it's because it's going to mean something. So this idea that there has to be this great upheaval for there to be, you know, for Daenerys to get pregnant is kind of like a big deal. And if that's, you know, with her and John, especially after maybe like the one or twice. So maybe let's say that they're kind of, I don't know, grossed out when they find out that they're relatives. Uh, but, you know, there are one or two times that they've enjoyed each other's company uh, leads to <laughs> being a child. Uh, the last child that we know, we never saw it, but the last child that we know that Daenerys had uh, did have a tail and wings and, you know, it was supposed to be like this demon thing. So who knows? Who knows what would come out of? I mean, so that's actually like not that uncommon among Targaryens, apparently. In in Fire and Blood, there's um, a lot of, like a lot of the Targaryen women like that give birth to like stillborns all of them are like described as like monstrous or deformed and um and i think that's kind of interesting and then another like interesting one is like visenya targaryen who is aegon the conqueror's older sister her kid uh magor he couldn't like have kids he couldn't have like any sons and he kept on trying to squirt them out (laughs) and he couldn't uh and it's kind of implied that like he was born through blood magic or there because like the senior was like into that kind of thing mm-hmm. or like he had committed blood magic or something so and then we know that daenerys tried blood magic to give birth and she pulled out the shadow gross scale demon baby right so maybe like you need like maybe she needs john <laughs> dragon seed <laughs> i don't right. fucking know but maybe i mean but i don't think i mean i hope she doesn't become pregnant because like we're assuming she is mm-hmm. um but i feel like we don't have enough time for pregnancy <laughs> right it but, definitely would have to be some kind of weird flash forward which uh you know they already do, yeah. cut it down to like six seasons and i know that again that we have 
longer episodes and everything but to do anything where they do like any type of time jump in the middle of the last season would just be wild especially uh, like yeah especially knowing that like brian is like it's urgent you have to do this now right like, all right all right wheelie like chill out <laughs> um, like, hot wheels brand but like so yeah they they can't jump ahead like that right um I mean, maybe Daenerys can be like, hey, um, I, John, I, I haven't had my period since uh, we were yes. on that boat. Um, <laughs> by the way. Like, wait, wait, you told me you couldn't have a baby. <laughs> yeah, or John probably, what's a period? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, that's true. like, 100%. he doesn't know, yeah. Like, oh, wait, that thing that I licked, like. <laughs> okay, that's too far. But... <laughs> well, right, that was uh, a call back to Ygritte from, like, season <laughs> right. three when she was like. The, oh, Lord, the Lord's yeah. kiss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you think that Bran can warg a dragon? I think he's gonna try. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I know there are some book theories that are like, oh, the Three-Eyed Raven was warging down. I'm like, okay, shut up. But, right. um, I, I think he's gonna try a warging, and I think that, that might be what kills him. I think he's gonna die, and I think maybe he'll die trying to warg into the night king or warging into right like i mean that would suck but yeah well that i mean that was going to be my next question is like uh i a lot a lot of my theory about you know why the night king took craster's children as children is because i think that you know dude's been around a long time has probably made a bunch of white walkers uh but the other ones had a little bit too much uh, self-awareness. You know, they were probably turned when they were, you know, men, essentially. Or yeah. women. Um, but that if you turn them when they're babies, that they're basically just like thralls. They're completely in control. Uh, and so that trying to warg possibly into... Because I, I mean, I honestly think that the control of all of these creatures is some kind of higher form of warging like you know some kind of psychic connection with multiple you know creatures and stuff like that and you know it's touch based and all that and so as opposed to just like you know reaching out with your mind um but that if bran was to try and warg into one of the regular white walkers he would just kind of get stonewalled uh yeah but... like that would probably cause him to like shut down right it's like but but him and the Night King might be like some kind of, you know, intense psychic battle, uh, which might not read well as far as the show is concerned, but would be like an interesting, at least an interesting way to handle like the Night King being so powerful and how I mean, do you actually could, take this? Thing? They could like kind of show like Bran having a vision and in that vision, he's standing yelling at the Night King, like demanding answers and stuff like right. that. Um while the night king is flying and that gives him a headache and he falls off the dragon but <laughs> <laughs> right exactly <laughs> no I but like i i don't know i think i think he might die trying to ward or trying to do something like that right um i i don't know if bran will be killed by anything like right. by what but i mean he's also i hate saying this but he is also kind of the hardest to transport yes so very like, true no, like the, like he couldn't go in the crypts, so like, and he was right. like, you know, um, so I don't know. I think 
Yeah, Winterfell is not ADA compliant. No. Yeah, Winter- it was funny because it's like a lot of a lot of people were like, oh, "How is he getting around everywhere?" I was like, "You realize that he he just hasn't moved. It's not that he's getting around anywhere. It's that people are looking at him, and we see them looking at him. But he literally was in the same spot." Yeah, for, for like half two the days. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> he was just waiting for Jamie. And that was the thing. I remember I told this to one of my friends, and they were like, I just, I didn't get that at all. Because, you know, he says, Oh, I'm waiting for an old friend. And then we see him look at three or four different people, and it's like, Cool. But it's like, He was waiting for Jamie. Like, yeah, that, I, I called that right away. I was like, yeah, I was so like That's why Jamie. they ended it there. He was, he, that was the old friend, which is like, you know, I, I think my favorite uh, edit of that is someone put the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm ending theme. Oh. <laughs> over it and it was so it was so good oh so good <laughs> i think oh man I, that, that's a reunion i can't wait for and like i had gone on like a tweet storm about how i'm really excited for jamie and bran i feel like i'm right. gonna be let down but yeah. i still can't wait to see like how jamie has to confront what he's done to this kid like right because i mean you you see him like look at bran at the end and he's like oh Fuck. Right. What well, I do? and like thinking about just uh, the interaction between Bran and John early on, where like you know he so excited to see him, and then he knows instantly that this is not the same person that I remember. Um, but what's weird about it is, if you were to ask Bran, he would probably be like, "You had to push me out the window." Like, you know, yeah, Jamie like, could say, oh, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I know that, you know, uh, I did what I did at the time, but ultimately, you know, I, I, I you get crippled, whatever, and Bram would be like, it's, you know, it's all right. I had to, you know, I, uh, that was just part of the journey, uh, man. Bran is going to find a way to make it fucking awkward. Like, well, even yes, more. That's very true. Like, he's going to be like, I know you're a good man. I saw you taking a bath with Brienne <laughs> back in season three when you told her. <laughs> You and Jamie's like, to wait, do. Yeah. season three? What is yeah, yeah. season three? And he's like, <laughs> no, uh, I mean. No, like, you, but like, that, that was the other thing. Like, I feel like it's it's so funny. Like, even last season, like, they just kind of are like, yeah, Bran does his thing where he sees, right. like, the future. And I'm like, uh, that's not a yeah. good thing. Yeah. But. Well, even, even something as simple as, you know, uh, him and Sam talking last season. And he goes, oh, I became the three-eyed raven. And Sam's like, huh. Okay. That's good. Good for you, friend. I oh, think, man. yeah, I think Sam and Bran are going to have some great, well, <laughs> what's left of the season. Right. Like, they, they, because, I mean, Bran is the internet, basically, and Sam, yes. like, but he needs, like, he needs guidance, and I think Sam is, like, the one to guide him. Very true. Very like, clearly, the, the two, like, outside of Tyrion, the two smartest people uh, in this show, so... Which I, I would like Tyrion to get involved with Bran somehow. Yes. Like, because uh, I feel like he would be like, all right, I need to know what's happening in King's Landing. Like, like mm-hmm. Tyrion, Tyrion uh, Bran will probably be the one to tell him, like, oh, by the way, your friend is coming for you with a crossbow. Right. <laughs> Just would so you know. Do you, do you think Bran will actually do it? I don't, I don't no, think he will. No, I mean, like, I feel like there's, there's a situation where we get into where maybe... Tyrion and and Jamie are having like a like a brotherly chat somewhere, you know, like cuz I mean that's going to be an interesting conversation because, you know, at at one, you know, recently as far as the show is concerned, Jamie was like I'm going to kill Tyrion because he killed my father. Uh 
a lot has changed since then. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be the the first time that he's you know really seen him since then, uh, like in a, in a real actionable way, uh, where he can actually have a conversation where Cersei is not around or anything like that. Uh, what's that going to be like? And then maybe Bronn comes upon them and he's like, "Oh, cool, two for one," and he's just like. Ah, fuck it. I like these guys. We're all gonna die anyway, so who cares? Yeah, I mean, well, Bronn's got the gold anyway. Yeah. So, like, it's not out of the realm of, like, possibility. He's just gonna take the money and run. Right. Um, But I know they need him as, like, their way of getting him to the north, so they need that plot. Right. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. I don't see, I don't really see him killing either one of them. Mm-hmm. Especially for Cersei, and especially because I discovered not too long ago, Jerome Flynn and Lena Headey hate each other. And that's why oh. there are never any scenes with them together. Uh, I, did, I did not know that. Yeah, they uh, they dated, I guess, for a while, oh. like a long time ago. Uh-huh. And, um... Did not end well. Yeah, they've only had one scene together. Oh, shit. Where... Well. And th- that was, like, the one scene, I think it was, like, season two, when he showed up and, like, left Tyrion at the door and walked away. Right. Um, that's why, like, like in last season, when they had the dragon pit, uh, he didn't go to that. He was like, all right, I'm going to get a drink. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I guess they can't be on set together. Shit. Yeah. Um, so that's why, like, you never see the two of them in the same area. And that's why I think... Um, like Vanity Fair or Entertainment Weekly, one of them did like a magazine shoot with every actor on the show and Mm -hmm. he wasn't in it. (laughs) So I was like, damn. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So like everyone was like, oh my God, they're going to kill Bronn off. I'm like, oh yeah, maybe. And then someone was like, no, they just fucking hate each other. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, the more you know. All right. Well, I mean, that's actually a good segue to the to the last of the rapid fire questions since we just turned into TMZ there for a second. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, the the internet wants to know, Ant. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Talisa or Masendi? Oh, in terms show of... obviously because Talisa is not in in the book. And also, I'm I can't like in terms of like. Cause like, I I guess I think that's what it was. I you know, oh, clearly okay. you know. I was like, whatever. No, oh, Miss Ende, completely, a hundred percent. She's the best looking woman on that show. Period. Probably and probably up there on Earth. Uh, yeah. But I will say, uh, I am a bigger fan of Talisa just because, whatever reason, whatever reason, anyone. Yeah, likes there's something how something looks. about Una Chaplin's eyes. It's very, yes, mesmerizing. But quite so. Yeah. But Miss Sendai just, oh, she looks amazing. And when she's and she's cool up, as hell. Yeah, and then when she's rolling up in Winterfell and everyone's looking at her like, whoa, right. a black woman? What's right. this? Like, and they're like, next to a black man? What yeah. is this? Which, like, I'll actually touch on that too. I don't think it's them being racist. No, because like they don't have a concept of race. Right. But in in like the world, like they know that I don't know so much about Winterfell, mm-hmm. but like there are black people like in the in westeros and like right no one cares like they're like very few yeah they're like oh this it's is like, like portland this is black john yeah right they're like oh this is black john he's called black john because he's black like, <laughs> he's the only he's literally the only black person that yeah I know. but like there's no like 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 they're not oppressed because of like 
right. centuries of whatever, like slavery or, or anything like that, um, they're just like, hey, whatever. Like, yeah. oh, you're from the Summer Islands. That's cool. Right. You're like, you like fruit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's what's you, the one thing that we have in common? Uh, yeah. Like, oh, you you fuck great. Okay. Yes. Do you like water? Yeah. Like they we like, got a lot of that. Yeah. Like awesome. they don't really. I mean, there there's obviously like forms of like race. Like when uh, Oberyn shows up to King's Landing, and they're like, "Oh, oh we'll, yeah. we'll give him a goat and a bottle of olive oil or whatever." Yeah. I was right. like, ooh, wow, that's offensive. <laughs> some some real like it's no matter where what world you're in, if you're from the south, people think that you're a you know, animal raping hillbilly yeah. for some reason. So, um <laughs> pretty much. Even if you are Pedro Pascal, a right. very handsome Mediterranean Well, yes. he's Chilean, but in the show he's like Mediterranean. Yeah. Anyway. Um Yeah, so I I think I think it was interesting that like they chose to focus on Missinde and Grey Worm. Yeah. When they were like, "Oh, it, who are these motherfuckers?" Like, it's definitely like again a symptom of this being such a shortened season. Uh, something that I think, if the writers were interested in it, could dive into. You know, the racial politics of of Winterfell, I guess, but just kind of Westeros um, overall. But there's not a lot of time. Yeah, because, like, I mean, even in season one, they didn't really touch on it. Like, when the Northerners went down south, like, because, like, I know, like, again, in Fire and Blood is the most recent example, but, like, they talk about, like, the Starks going down to King's Landing and how, like, they look like giant bears and wolves, like, with all their fur and shit. And, like, they were freaked out by them, but, like... Right. So I think it was, like, it's, like, interesting that there's, like, all this culture and stuff, but you don't really, we don't really go over it, but I think it was kind of kind of funny that they like decided to add that in now yeah because they had by necessity they don't really have a choice but right cool all right well i think that'll do it uh there's gonna be no uh geekstrom maelstrom because we're just gonna <laughs> basically have these us, next yeah. six be all game of thrones but uh you can i, I think i'm assuming that hard men to please is still up so they'll be able to find all the stuff there uh, <laughs> i don't know uh, <laughs> where, where, and do you have anything to plug before yeah the, uh... um so i mean i make and sell art so you can find me on instagram at dip draw stuff uh i need money because i'm very <laughs> broke and i will draw for you so yeah you know find me on instagram or i'm on twitter at de palma and uh i shouldn't have said that because i might have workers listening and i don't want them to find me but i'll beep out half of it so yeah, that they yeah. can if you know if they're really interested yeah yeah to... don't don't find me on twitter but yeah <laughs> find me on instagram i do art and it's fun yep and uh yeah uh we'll probably see you next week so everyone have a great day or evening or whatever all right and we'll see you all in right. episode two well, i don't know what the fuck the name of the one's gonna be yeah. I, I was really, I was really happy that they allowed us to uh, call call an episode episode has no name uh, for about uh, fourteen hours until they just named it Winterfell. And I was yeah. Just like, oh, okay. I don't think they're gonna announce the names, are they? Which is smart. It's very smart. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. But the last one's uh, gonna be called a Dream of Spring, or else like I'm gonna be or a Time for Wolves, <laughs> one of the two. We riot. Yes. Where's Ghost? Protect ghosts yeah, at Echo Binge Mode. F- Protect ghosts. Ghost is ghosting, and I'm not having it. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.